Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Place your money line prop or parlay bets with the king of sports books today sign up using code buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet bet mgm and GameSense remind you to play responsibly 21 plus and present in ohio subject to eligibility requirements rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days gambling problem call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with mgm northfield park This is the place where Black is the main character, where we dive into something new like the latest season of Them, The Scare, and the award-winning American fiction. Or add to the experience by buying or renting the biopic of a legend, Bob Marley, One Love. And add on channels like Paramount Plus and Stars to bask in nostalgia with Beverly Hills Cop and BMF. Explore Prime Video's culture-rated collection and enjoy old-school greats and new-school hits. Restrictions apply. See Amazon.com slash Amazon Prime for details. Within the Lines would not be possible without Anchor by Spotify. It is the easiest way to make a podcast and has been how we have made our podcast for over two years now. Anchor has everything we could need to make a podcast. And if you were thinking about starting your own podcast, you definitely should take advantage of their resources. Anchor has tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer. We have fancy mics. You don't need a fancy mic to use Anchor. When hosting on Anchor, you can even distribute your podcast to listening platforms such as Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Play, Wherever you want to listen to your podcast, Anchor does that work for you. You think me and Tyler are smart enough to figure this stuff out by ourselves? Absolutely not. It's everything you need to make a podcast in one place. And of course, the best part, because me and Tyler are cheapies, Anchor is totally free. Anchor's been great for us. It's been what we have been using. Um, We highly, highly recommend it. And if you were thinking about making a podcast yourself, we encourage you to download the Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. Download the Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started today. Let's get back to the pod. Are you the lead man or am I the lead man? I think I'm the lead man. I think, yeah, I, I agree. I think I'm better bounce off me. 20, 10, 5, touchdown. High fly ball into right field. She is gone. I don't feel so good. Hey, look up. You can put it on the board. Yes. Okay. So, uh, welcome to Within the Line. That's our uh, official sponsor slash mascot, Parker. Uh, we don't want to put him in his kennel because he'll howl, and we think a tail wag is better than a howl. But yeah, we've been talking for like 30 minutes about what we're going to do with this. And it took us about over an hour just to set everything up because we don't know what we're doing exactly. But... Yeah, if anyone wants to work for free as a producer, uh, knowledge of phantom power would be nice. Work experience, you put on a resume. Yeah, because... It took us literally an hour just to get the microphones to work. I thought we'd be done by now. I have work this morning. <laughs> All right. So, uh, yeah, we're kind of just winging the first episode. Uh, we don't know if we're going to put this on YouTube or Apple. Well, eventually Apple. But we're recording with the camera. And hopefully this will be up on YouTube as an actual video, not just like a logo with the audio. So Yeah, we can try. We did say it's episode zero, so it's kind of like a teaser episode. We're going to do a little bit of content too, not just too much teaser though. Yeah, but it's episode zero, so if you don't like it, don't complain. It's not the first one if you don't like it. If it is, then hey. It's the appetizer. Yeah. <laughs> so uh, 
We've been, I mean, we only have like 33 Twitter followers, but we've been kind of cryptic, trying to make it seem like a bigger deal than it is. Uh, we're kind of just shooting the shit, uh, talking about sports. We both like the MCU, you know, gaming. We're both gamers. We both have Xbox and PlayStation. So we're kind of just having... Guy stuff. Just yeah, talking. Having any normal conversation we'd have without the mics. So... And I thought I'd feel awkward talking like into the mic, but I feel fine. That's I, probably with my work experience. Though. I feel better about it, actually. I feel more confident. <laughs> I'll make some bold claims. Okay. <laughs> so we had some segment ideas. Uh, we're not for sure yet. We've talked about like movie debates. Uh, one you can look forward to is my... I'm not too fond of Step Brothers, and that seems to upset Tyler. I think it's one of the number one Will Ferrell movies of all time, but uh, we'll get into that later. Yeah, even though we're both Will Ferrell fans, but Step Brothers has to be one of the most overrated movies in the history. It's one of the greatest movies ever made. <laughs> well, we'll talk about, talk about things like that. Probably a lot of the MCU, just because we're both MCU nerds. Tyler a little more than me. He's read the comics and stuff. He has the Spider-Man game. I've just watched the movies and go from there. Maybe some like theory stuff we see popping up online. Maybe movie reviews about, you know, once they drop and everything. Yeah. But... We'll see. Yeah, and then probably mostly sports. I mean, we both grew up athletes. I mean, if you guys follow me at all, you know I'm a journalist. The running joke we have here is kind of like, I'm the journalist and Tyler's not, and we're going to ask guests if they could tell who's the journalist. I sat bench on varsity for half a year for baseball, <laughs> but I like sports. I never played varsity, actually. So I got you there. They wanted, to, they wanted <laughs> to call me up, and I quit, and I played golf. And I shot like a 54 average on nine holes in golf. And was varsity on that, so I don't need. And I have a patch for it. I have a varsity golf patch <laughs> for averaging 54 on nine holes. Oh, man. Uh, definitely easier than baseball. Um, but, yeah, just stuff like that. You know, within the lines, it took us a month to figure out a name. I think it was longer than that. I'm still not sure we were both entirely sold on this, but we were just kind of like, we finally have a decent idea. Let's just run with it. Kind of stop making the name the excuse for us not to start it. Yeah. But, I mean, it does kind of have a theme. We want to talk to guests, kind of give people a look into things they don't normally have. We kind of have, like, a ringer slash barstool vibe, kind of laid back, not too serious, but less profanity than barstool. Not, I love barstool. I got my part in my take shirt on right now. I'll show it to the camera. <laughs> Shout out, Big Cat. PFT, if you see this, let me know. Um, but we're just trying to create our own identity, because if we try to be like those guys, we're just going to mesh together and a sea of a lot of information everyone starting a podcast you know the joke two guys think they're funny so they start a podcast <laughs> we think we're funny and we spent 240 dollars to start a podcast so we're already one step ahead committed uh so we'll see where it goes we might do this for a year we might do this for five years we might do this for five weeks um we do have big things planned i do kind of have connections so one of our early guests mlb player we want to run like a giveaway with that uh it probably won't be anything too big but I will tell you it's a Dodgers player and the giveaways Dodgers related probably like a a promo giveaway like the Dodgers gave to me and then I'll just give it to someone else so and then we have another guest uh USC offensive lineman Jason Rodriguez he went to school up here Oak Hills I believe he's a four-star recruit all-American six foot I'm probably wrong yeah six eight (laughs) shook my hand once broke it so and then anyone that went to Sultana knows Nathan Diedrich he was a pool champion. I don't know what level, what U.S. world, whatever. Now he's a minor he's a league umpire. Champion, but yeah, yeah, he's a minor league umpire. So that'll be fun talking to him about what it's like umpiring. You know, he's probably younger than most of these guys. 
and you know I worked with the Quakes and I know kind of how they are and I would shit my pants if they came at me. used to get into it when he umpired the games I was playing in. It's really (laughs) funny now that he's doing this for a career and I'm trying to do a podcast. Oh yeah, Nathan, if you're listening to this, you made like four or five bad calls when we were on the White Sox that one fall ball. I'll never forgive you for. Yeah, I agree. (laughs) Um, (laughs) Other people... I've talked to Matt Peters, Victorville Daily Press guy. He's showed interest. I got some Dodger Twitter connections. They've showed interest. So, and hopefully, as this thing picks up steam, we get more people, bigger people. I always get emails. You know, talk to Todd Gurley. I got that email two months ago. I mean, I didn't have a podcast. Jason, thing. you need to get Todd Gurley on. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Tobias Harris and Boban Marjanovic on the Clippers. I talked to the people at Rocket, the Chargers field sponsor. So. Hopefully, with my little bit of clout I have, we can kind of turn this into a lot of clout. <laughs> Build on it. Uh, our goal isn't to be just LA-based, but a lot of your connections and everything are through that. So it might be, you know, kind of West Coast to start type thing as far as the people we have on. Yeah. But our goal is to be, you know, more than just LA sports. Well, yeah. We didn't want to limit ourselves. You know, one of the first names we thought of was West Coast Bias. And I was like, dude, that's a perfect name. And then I Google it and I saw like five podcasts with that name. And it's kind of limiting. I mean, you not only you're limiting your market, you're limiting who you could talk to. You're kind of creating a, what you are just on the name and you can't really branch out for that. You know, Tyler's a Saints fan. We wouldn't be able to talk about the Saints, you know. So, um, Yeah, I kind of like the name because it's, it's everything, you know, within the lines as far as, you know, baseball field, football field, there's lines, movie lines, uh betting lines for sports and everything so i think it's a good open-ended thing where we can kind of talk about whatever the fuck we want yeah video games tvs have lines i mean everything has a line if you think about it we can just talk about anything we want it's gonna be a math podcast yeah we'll get a shout out miss mecklenburg my high school calculus teacher (laughs) she could teach us about lines um so yeah that should be fun um talking about betting lines i don't think have you looked these up yet i haven't I don't know what they are. I'm really looking forward to this weekend. A couple of good games. Both Ty- our teams are in it. Yeah, I'm a Charger fan. I mean, I got the Charger. If you're watching the video version, I got the Charger hoodie <laughs> on. Hopefully the camera's not dead by now. That'd be really embarrassing. Um, so, yeah, Tyler wanted to look these up. I told him not to, that I had it. I have the four games right here. I wonder, can I pull up the money line odds? All right, Tyler, do you know how odds work? Like lines? Uh, Point spreads? I was doing a little research for the podcast, and I'm uh, dedicated. So, uh, I got a good idea. All right. I mean, I don't want to do the guess the lines because Bill Simmons does that, and I don't want to copy him. But who do you think is the biggest underdog this weekend, Tyler? Uh, biggest underdog would probably I'm gonna say the Eagles against them, uh, my home, not hometown Saints, but uh, Saints at home. What what number would you put it? How many points would you give the Eagles? How many points? How many points would the Eagles get for you to bet the Eagles? I'll as bet, a Saints fan, I wouldn't bet the Eagles. We're gonna win by twenty. So it'd have to be 21. It'd have to be 21 for me to take the Eagles in this game. <laughs> Seven and a half. So they think you that guys... sounds about right. They think you guys... If you win by a touchdown, the Eagles bet wins. If you win by eight points, you know, you guys win. The money line on that's plus 295, which is really high for a playoff game. That's bet $100, you win 295. Pretty much three to one odds. The next biggest underdog is actually the Dallas Cowboys, which I'm surprised about. I think the Rams, I cover the Rams, you know, I make money to write about the Rams. I think the Rams are going to win this game, but six and a half, I'm not entirely well, sold on them winning by a touchdown. Well, still no one knows how healthy Todd Gurley is going into this. He They listed him full practice today. Full practice? So they said he's going to play. 
Well, so. still, you don't know how healthy he is, even if he... I mean, it's a playoff game. He's going to play no matter what. But. Yeah. So, yeah, I mean, what did you say it was? Six and a half. I think I'd take the Cowboys spread. I can I, see that. I, don't I think, think that's going to be a close game. I don't think Todd Gurley's going to have a big game. I think I they're... Either. Sean McVay runs this really weird offense where he has the best running back in the league, but he passes a lot. And at least at the later half of the season, which is because Gurley was hurt. But their little three game, the Lions, what was it Lions, Bears, Eagles, where they were one and two and they should have lost the Lions game. They went from like the 17th, they passed the ball the 17th most percent of the time and they went up to like number two. So like those three weeks, they just passed a bunch, and it didn't work. Something tells me Sean McVay has Gurley on his fantasy team, so he's like, we're just going to pass the ball so I can win this week's championship <laughs> games. <laughs> yeah, so, but with the Rams, it's interesting because the Seahawks, I don't know if you watched that game, really predictable offense. It was like first down run, second down run, oh, yeah. third down pass, and it didn't work. They would get third and sixes, third and sevens, and they picked up quite a few first downs, but it wasn't until late in the game where Russell Wilson really did anything. Well, that's one of those games where you have one of the at least top 10 quarterback, I'd argue maybe top five. Russell Wilson? Yeah, over the past oh, yeah. couple of years. And you don't let him do anything, you know, with his talent. Yeah. He's just sitting there handing the ball off. So, yeah, I mean. And I, they have a good D-line, the Cowboys. Yeah. I mean. Well, the Saints know that, unfortunately. <laughs> I mean, in home field advantage, I don't know. I saw a tweet where they're predicting like 30% Cowboy fans, which... Seems like a lot, but at the same time, doesn't seem like a lot. Cowboy fans everywhere, though. I worked at a sports store for two years, and I know how many Cowboy fans are up here. And yeah. I feel like, I feel like it might be sixty forty. If the Chargers were in the NFC and this was at the StubHub Center, there'd be about three Charger fans in attendance, and it'd probably be okay. me, my dad, and Parker, because Parker's a Charger fan. He is not a Charger fan. <laughs> I don't even put my dog over there. Uh, and then we have the Colts plus five and the Chargers plus four. Uh, the Chargers plus four, I think that's a classic case of we're the road team. That's why we're – I think if we were the home team, we'd be minus two in this game. Yeah, I can see that. And the Chargers have a really good team. You guys have, what, the second best record in the AFC? First best, tied with the Chiefs, but they have the tiebreaker. Oh, yeah. We had a better record. And it's it's interesting, too, because the Patriots haven't lost at home this year, and the Chargers haven't lost outside of L.A. Their only road loss was against the Rams. <laughs> and then they played in London. So they're, I think, 8-0, 9-0. Outside of LA, so but it's supposed to snow, three inches Ooh. to five inches of snow, which kind of worries me. But at the same time, it doesn't. I like that. I mean, we have the athleticism advantage, so yeah. I mean, I feel like Phil Rivers doing his thing. Tom Brady's gonna slip and break a hip. So, <laughs> and that's who we have a really good pass rush. I mean, the Patriots run the ball well. Sony Michelle's a little beat up, but Patriots. You know, we have that pass rush. We saw what Melvin Ingram did to Lamar Jackson, and that's a scrambling quarterback. Yeah. You know, Brady this year, he's been throwing the ball away. He doesn't take sacks. He had that ugly interception against the Steelers where he just lobbed it up and it was picked off. You know, we got two all pros in the secondary. Like, that's not going to work. So it'll be interesting to see what they do. But, I mean, I don't put it past Bill Belichick to find the perfect way to beat us. It is true. He's really good. But, I mean, Brady didn't look like Brady this year. I know everyone loves calling him the GOAT and everything, but... Because he is the goat. He's close. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, yeah, I, I mean, I'm sure Belichick will have a good game plan. It's going to be a close game. I think Chargers top, you know, come out on top, though. I hope so. If the Chargers win this game, I can kind of buy in on us being contenders. I said that about the Ravens. We beat the Ravens, and I'm still kind of like, eh, you know, Super Bowl's two weeks away. I don't want to think about it. But I have internal scars from the Dodgers where <laughs> both years – the second I got hope, you know, game two, we're up, 
I, I don't know. I was working. I think we were up 2-1. Marlon Gonzalez hits that stupid home run off Kenley, who was like had one of the best years ever for a closer in 2017. I had hope, and then they tie the series 1-1, and then I have hope in game five. Kershaw blows two, like, three-run leads. <laughs> uh, we win game six, I have hope, and then we just get absolutely shelled in game seven. Same with the Red Sox, you know. I know they beat us four games to one, but you change... You change one thing about each game, and we could have won four-one. Yeah, those games were all close, but uh... especially the Ryan Madsen. I mean, <laughs> I understand Madsen was good in the D- NLDS and good in the NLCS, but when he allowed literally every inherited runner to score, I don't understand why you would go to him with a four-zero lead with two runners on base. Like, you know, like that's the game right there. If you get them out, they have two more chances. They're down four-zero. They have the life sucked out of them from not, you know, getting runners on base and not coming up. Like, it was just... And then they pulled Rich Hill for Scott Alexander to walk a batter and then pull Scott Alexander, which I understand they said Hill was tired, but we're paying him $18.67 million. He could throw six more pitches, especially because he walks... I think he walked someone and then he struck him out or he struck him out then walked him. Like, he still looked fine. He had one hit and they just... They overmanaged the front office... I think has their hands in the pot too much. It's just tough. You guys clearly have a really good teammate. You know, you made it back to back years. It's just little things that haven't gone your way, a little mismanagement, a little bit, you know, this and that. I mean, that's the Dodgers. That's my life. I'm never going to win. Well, I don't win anything. I'm not part of the team, but. <laughs> um, and then this offseason has been strange. They trade Puig and Alex Wood and Matt Kemp, which I understand. They're trying to free up money. But if you look at the deal, like. I looked at it today, and they're still paying Matt Kemp, I think. I don't know how much they're paying Kemp. So they're still paying part of it. They took on Homer Bailey. They waived him. They still saved money. But they also sent the Reds $7 million in the trade, which doesn't make sense to me because I did the. I think the luxury tax, it's like 20% over the threshold to a certain number, and if you go over a certain number, you lose draft picks. Mm-hmm. If they were to hit like $230 million, they would have paid like $9 million in luxury tax. So they're so scared to go over this luxury tax, but they'll pay the Reds seven million. I think just getting rid of you know those two fan favorite players right there with Kemp and Puig. You know Kemp back when he used to play with you guys, yeah. as runner up and MVP, and then I mean he had a bad contract. You he, know, no, he did. His defense was going to keep him I'm off the field. I'm just saying to the everyday fan and everything. Those were two you know players that the fans loved right there. So you guys got to make a big splashy move. Maybe Harper. Well, they won't though, and I don't think we need Harper. I would rather us go and sign. Three decent, not decent guys, but three like good guys. I mean, I don't like DJ. I don't really like anyone on the market. That's the problem. It's like DJ the Mayhew. Okay, he was terrible outside of Coors. AJ Pollock, like he hasn't played a full season since 2014, 2015. He bat, he hit like 220 against lefties. JT Real Muto, everyone's been talking about him. If I wrote an article, if you look, he has the same traits as Yasmani Grandal. He hit like 220 against lefties. <laughs> Grandal couldn't hit lefties, and then. In the month of August, he has like a 207 batting average. It's the same thing Grandall did. He paying a little bit more for a slightly better. Well, they wouldn't player. be paying because he's still in arbitration, but they'd be paying their prospects. Yeah. You know, and it's just, I just don't know what they're going to do. I like the idea of getting Corey Kluber, but we don't need pitching. And to trade Puig and Kemp and then also trade Alex Verdugo, like who do they expect to play the outfield? Yeah. I mean, what is it going to be? Bellinger? CT3 and I'm for tolls. I mean, I'm forgetting someone. Jock, you know what I mean? Like, this team's too left handed. And I like, I don't know if you saw Nicholas Castellanos. I don't know how to say his last name. (laughs) He's on the Tigers. He's been linked to us. 
which I like. He had the best batting average against lefties last year. He hit like 381. His defense is terrible, but I mean, well, you guys Kemp need. Some, I think the biggest thing with you know those, well, at least this year's World Series was you guys were in the games with pitching for most of the game. Yeah, it's just there times where everyone's going up there trying to hit a home run. You need a consistent hitter in the lineup. I think getting Seager back will be a big oh yeah big help to your guys in the lineup. A more consistent hitter who can put the ball in play and make things happen. Yeah, I've gotten this debate five times. You know, Corey Seager is a better player than Manny Machado. Machado has that rocket arm, but if you look at the analytics, he's not a great fielder. Yeah. His bat, he produced in, you know, Camden Yards in a lineup that sucked against a team that, you know, sucked. You know, he came to the Dodgers in a pitcher-friendly park. He did good. He didn't do great. He didn't do $300 million, you know. Yeah. He didn't run in the playoffs. I, I don't think Machado or Harper are worth $300 million. I think for the right team they are, and I think he's going to get it. I think but for the right team, they're going to overpay for him. Because Harper, he had a down season to start this year, and he's had a couple of really good runs, but I, and I don't think he's worth $300 million. I definitely don't think Machado is. They're good players, don't get me wrong. They're both elite, all-star level players. Yeah. That's a lot of money. I mean, I think with Harper, because the luxury tax goes up, it's going to be backloaded, so he's going to make... I wrote an article about how they should break it down. It was like 10 years, 360 mil, starting at like... Like Pujols' deal, starting at a certain number and then increasing. Yeah. But the leverage Harper has is he's so young, he can do three player options every, you know, he could do a player option every three years. That way, by the time he's 29, if he has back to back MVPs and he's going to get paid 35 million, the luxury tax goes up. He's like, oh, some team wants to pay me 42 million. Like, you know, he'll, he has a leverage just because he's young. That is the one thing with him is he, you know, came in and was so young when he started and debuted that. He's going in the free agent market, you know, an elite level player at his age already. Yeah. There is some, you know, enticement to that, but. I mean, he's good. I mean, his worst season's like Max Muncy's season this year. I mean, he does, he just walks a lot. And I mean, but that's, like I said, we have too many left handed bats. Yeah. You're adding another left handed bat who likes to swing for the fences. <laughs> like, the Dodgers have this stupid trend of, at least in the playoffs, they would start our righties, you know, take Bellinger. Muncie, you know, take those guys out of the lineup, start David Freeze, who should be used in clutch situations. Okay. They, they would start these righties, pull the righties in the fourth, fifth inning whenever the bull, well, the Brewers was like fourth, fifth inning, the sixth, seventh inning when the Red Sox would go to their pin. And then all the Red Sox had to do was throw an inning with a righty. And the next time around, they were facing lefties. And now you burnt your bench, you don't have a bench, and you have this left handed lineup who can't hit lefties. Against a left-handed reliever, who that's their job is to get lefties out. Like, yeah. I think that just goes back to the you know small mistakes by management, you know taking the bait almost by heavy loading to one side on the lineup. Yeah, I mean, and then you know it backfires on them later in the game. Well, even one right-handed bat, Castellanos. You know, you put Bellinger, Castellanos, Muncie. Yeah, you know Bellinger's coming up. All right, the manager's going to call on a southpaw, but then they know. That if they keep that southpaw in one more batter, they're coming up against like the best statistical hitter against lefties. So are they going to burn a lefty for one guy, put in the righty, and then have the righty face Muncy? Are they going to do lefty righty left? Like it's just having that one bat in the middle. And Corey Seager, he hits lefties good, so I'm not worried about him. But it's Bellin, it's the power Bellinger, Muncy, Peterson. I mean, our top power hitters, you know, Puig too. He, I mean, he's not on the team, but he sucked against lefties. He was a reverse platoon. So, but <laughs> yeah. About Harper, I wrote this article, you know, LA Sports Hub. Um, 
I get paid for views, so please check it out. Oh, my voice cracked. Um, about how massive stars never really lead to success. You know, I mean, you look at the best player in baseball, Mike Trout, over the last six years, hasn't won a seven years, hasn't won a playoff game. That's all right, though. Um, Probably won't this year either. But if you look at the the most recent big contracts, John Carlos Stanton, he hasn't won anything yet. He might on the Yankees, you know, but he didn't do anything in the Marlins. Uh, Alex Rodriguez, when he went to the Rangers, and then he eventually won with the Yankees in 2009, nine years after he signed that contract. You know, Robinson Cano, he hasn't won anything. Albert Pujols hasn't won anything. <laughs> you know. Josh Hamilton. Josh Hamilton. But meanwhile, it's usually the homegrown, you know, the Mookie Betts, the Jose Altuve, the Chris Bryant. Those are the three best players from the last three World Series winning teams. It's a homegrown superstar. You know, and if you look at those teams, you know, the Red Sox added J.D. Martinez. That was $110 million for J.D. Martinez is insane. I'm sorry. I know he's a DH, but... I would have paid him $130 million, $140 million to play left field and miss half the balls. Uh, Chris Sale, they added Chris Sale. You know, it's like they're stars, but they're not these upper echelon. echelon. Uh, maybe Sale. Sale, maybe, yeah. But he hasn't won a Cy Young. Yeah. So. But he's still top three. I just think the thing, like you're saying, a lot of homegrown, you have to have the pieces in place already to make that big splashy move. If you try and pay all this money for the superstar, it's probably not going to work out. You need the team around it. But it's not even, like, super splashy. You know, like, the Red Sox trading for Chris Sale would be like us trading for Kluber. You know what I mean? And, you know, the Astros added Verlander. You know, Verlander did insane on the Astros, but at the time he was whatever. You know, the Cubs added Ben Zobris and Aroldis Chapman. Like, you you need to get this foundation. And the Dodgers have tried to do that. They added Machado, and they added Yu Darvish, and they've added people in the past, and it just... Well, I think the thing that sucks out. with that Machado thing is you guys had a good shortstop, so it was more of a replacement yeah. in a hole rather than add to the team. Yeah. But I'm, I still think if Seager was healthy, I think they would have, especially how the season was going. If the season was going the exact same way, which it might not have been if Seager was in the lineup, they might have still made that move. You know, they could have put Turner. I. I talked to a Dodger fan at fans, and I was like, yeah, you know, you could play Turner a second. And they're like, Turner's not a second baseman. I'm like, dude, Turner, his Twitter name's literally Red Turn 2. Like, he came <laughs> up as a second baseman. And, like... Dude's one of, you know, top-level defender anyways. You can throw him on the field and he'll... Yeah, and I mean, like, it's this weird, weird thing in baseball where you have... Not every position is interchangeable. You can't take a you can't take a right fielder and put him in at catcher. But I think if you could play if you could play third base, you could play second base. If you could play shortstop, you could probably play third base, shortstop, and second base. You know, you're the best fielder. You'd be more beneficiary at shortstop. But it's like, oh, Turner can't play second. But when he shifted on the other side of the infield and he fields it just <laughs> fine as a third baseman, yeah, just because you call him something else and he's playing him. Yeah, like okay, let's just line Turner up at second then and call him the third baseman. Yeah. I mean, that's where shifts are going. I mean, that'd be a smart way to win a gold glove, you know, because Arenado's cornered that market. Just play Turner at third, but say he's the second baseman. <laughs> Need a little switcheroo on him right there. I mean, it, I, I mean there's probably some rule about it. Or yeah. if not, they're going to have to make a rule. But Yeah, I see it. I mean, I remember how Kendrick played second base for the Angels for so many years, and then I think he went to the Nationals and the Dodgers. He was playing left field for you guys. Yeah, left, that's not like... Corner so players are gonna corner players are gonna find a way to get on the field. They've played baseball their whole life, and yeah. that's why you get someone like Chris Taylor, and was like, "Oh my god, he played Kike Hernandez." Oh my god, he plays like there's those obvious bad defenders that can't do that. You know, Adrian Gonzalez wasn't gonna go play shortstop, <laughs> but 
and those try out pool holes at short. Yeah, like, like that's not going to happen. <laughs> but you can take Brandon Crawford and put him anywhere except catcher, and he's going to do fine. Yeah. He's better used as a shortstop. But you could put him in center field and he'd be fine. If you're using them to get their bat in the lineup, these players are going to find a way to get on the field. They're going to take the reps. They're going to do what they need to do to get on the field. And that shouldn't be what's holding you back, you know? Yeah, I don't. But other sports, uh, no more about the Dodgers. I hate them. <laughs> well, your Angels, actually, before we shift. Uh, keeping their trend of signing guys who were pretty good two, three years ago. Haven't been good. It's a low-risk, high-reward, but really they're never high-rewards. I think our general manager, he's just got like natural body input lag he's like this player is really good three years ago and he <laughs> wants to get him but it takes him three years to finally go through with it well dude if there's betting lines i would have bet my entire bank account that troy tulowitzki was going to be an angel <laughs> i 100 percent saw that coming you guys need a, a second baseman or yeah. a third baseman and he's literally the perfect guy I, for you I, guys to bring I mean, in i wouldn't even blink an eye second guessed it i mean lucroy lucroy is good defensively but i mean harvey hasn't been good in four years yeah Cahill had a good year last year, but, I mean, it was decent. It wasn't, like, great. I mean, they're probably going to use him as, what, their third? Maybe their fourth. And I feel like even they know these probably aren't going to work out, and they're just one-year contracts rather than trying to fix the holes and make Trout, you know, on a winning team now. They sign these short little contracts because they're like, yeah, it probably won't work out, but... Well, they're stuck in a corner because they need money for Trout. Yeah. I mean, yeah, you can technically spend as much as you want. There's no, like hard cap you can't go over in baseball but they can only spend what they have yeah and if they're they've been burned by these josh hamilton contracts these albert Pujols contracts these vernon wells contracts <laughs> they've been burned by these so they're like all right we got to do one year deals and but if that's your philosophy if you're just trying to keep money for trout like just overpay like yasmani grandol completely abandon shit get rid of everyone i think it's too soon for that I- I think they need to make a decision, though, because yeah. they're, they're just so stuck. Me and you have talked about this before, where they're yeah. stuck in the middle. They want to be a winning team with Trout, but they're not going to be a winning team unless they decide to make a big move or trade Trout and get people in return. And be good in five, six years. Yeah. I think this year is going to decide what they do. I wouldn't be surprised if next winter Mike Trout trade rumors are the most prevalent thing. But I could also want to be surprised if the Angels are too stubborn to move him and they wait until the trade deadline where his value cuts in half because the team but half a season of trout for a contender if you're oh, the, they, they <laughs> throw millions of dollars I would prospects and I mean we've been to the World Series twice I, that was a weird pause people probably thought the podcast froze uh, we've been to the World Series <laughs> twice in a row but if you're a team like the Brewers who hasn't been there for 50 years or however long and you're first place in the NL Central by the trade deadline and the Angels want your number one, number four, and like number seven. Even more, it'll be more than that. Yeah, it's for be more. Well, half a season, you can't ask for too much, but I'd give it. You know, like you're this team that hasn't won in a long time. Like, but then again, it goes to our my argument earlier that these acquisitions usually don't work out. But I don't know. Mike Trout's going to be a Philly. Bryce Harper is going to go back to the Nationals, <laughs> and Machado. I feel like he wants to be a Yankee, but I feel like the Yankees don't want to be. Don't want to pay him what he wants, so he'll probably go to like the White Sox and be on an irrelevant team where he can continue to. The White Sox. Yeah, they've been irrelevant team. Irrelevant. Oh, irrelevant. Okay. Irrelevant they just team. Call them relevant. <laughs> I was like, okay. Where they he can trip people at first, and I, Manny Machado can never be a guest now. Machado, thank you for what you did for us for half a year. <laughs> uh, I know you're not Johnny Hustle, but gotta take it easy on these Dodgers you know, <laughs> frustrations too. Um. 
but other sports, you know, basketball, Tyler's favorite sport. He's uh, done a lot of research. I'm building up my knowledge. <laughs> I used to be into it. I mean, I know a lot about the Lakers. Yeah, I've slightly followed, but less Definitely about more the of a football baseball guy. Yeah, me too. I mean, I like basketball. I watch basketball. I can I can pick up and watch any basketball game, yeah. any good basketball game. If you're giving me Suns Magic, I'm not gonna care. But the other day, what was it? Warriors. I think it was Warriors Rockets. And like I turned yeah, that on. So, I mean, I know a lot about the Lakers. Are they going to get Anthony Davis? Are they going to make a move? I don't know. You know, I feel like they're going to strike out on any free agent they want next summer, and Laker fans can't admit that. Um, just because playing with LeBron's hard. It's not LeBron's fault, but the media is so crazy, and you're automatically the fall guy if you don't win. And it's just hard to play with him, so they're going to have to trade for someone, I think. I think if LeBron took that garbage Cavaliers team that you're seeing at the bottom in the standings right now without him to the playoffs, I think they'll be just fine with the Lakers. I think they'll figure it out and find a way to win with him. But the thing is, the Warriors are in the Western Conference. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I mean, you can't argue how good the Warriors are, and you know, even the Rockets are you know playing great. Yeah. It's, it's interesting because they need Lonzo, and they need Brandon Ingram, and they need... Kuzma's really developed this year. 41. Yeah, Kuzma's developed really good this year, but they need these guys to develop quick. LeBron, you know, he's got a four-year deal. I wouldn't be surprised if he ends up playing six years on the Lakers, plays until his son's in the league, you know. But eventually he's going to wear down. I mean, he has his groin injury. He's been out two, three weeks. He's going to be out another week. He's going to wear down. So they have – it's not tiny window, but they have a closing window to contend. And they need these guys to progress quick enough. And if they don't think they're going to progress quick enough, you got to move them. Because sure, they might be all stars in five years, but in five years, LeBron might be a six man. You know, not a six man, but he yeah. won't be LeBron James, elite player on the downside of his career. You know, so it's it's a tough situation. I mean, I would trade for Anthony Davis. I'd give Lonzo Ingram picks for Anthony Davis. Anthony Davis, top four, top three player in the NBA. You know, him and LeBron would fit nicely. LeBron always plays well with a good big man. Davis can stretch the floor. Clay Thompson's a perfect fit, but I, who knows if he leaves. Yeah. So, I don't know. And yeah. then the Clippers, I don't. I cover them, and I follow them, and they're blowing everyone's proportions out of the water, or blowing everyone's expectations out of the water. <laughs> but, I mean, they need to make it. they. They're contending this year, but their biggest focus is next year. They're trying to add stars in free agency, so... I mean, I'm, I think I watched a game the other night, and they're playing. They have good ball movement, good team play, but they don't have a real go-to guy. Where... Yeah, Tobias Harris and Lou Williams are, like, their best guys. Yeah, but that's, that's like not, you can't. That's not go-to guy who's going to win you yeah, in the playoffs. Yeah, that's the third, fourth best guy on a title team. Yeah. So, but that's the thing, is they've done good in the regular season because they all have... You know, they all know what they're supposed to do. They have these roles. They gel nicely, you know, but... I do think they are a team who, in a year or two, can make a big splash if they have these players who play so good together, and then you get a couple of big moves. Well, a lot of their contracts are freeing up. They have like forty-eight million in cap space. That's another reason why they're playing good. Is all of the guys are on contract years. You know what I mean? Yeah. So the only guys they really have staying is their rookies from the draft this year, Lou Williams for another year or two, um, Montrez. I don't know if it's Montrez or Montrezel. There's an L, but I'm pretty sure it's silent because Montrezel doesn't sound right. <laughs> he can go for two messed up names today. Um, he's signed on. It's not a lot, you know. So we'll see. That's why they need to trade Danilo Gallinari. He's playing good, but he's getting paid like 20-something million. If they trade him, they could bring in two stars, use their bird rights on Tobias Harris. So Yeah. 
I do love how we uh, started this by saying we aren't just an LA sports uh, podcast, and all we've talked about is LA teams. Well, what else do you want? We can talk about your Saints. The looking real good. I will say, uh, getting back to football, we jumped away from it a little bit. Who do you got going to the championship games? Mm, I don't know. Chiefs. I I don't know. The Colts are playing good. I think all the games are good. I think Rams are going to win close. I bet the Cowboys, but I think the Rams are going to win a close game. You guys should be fine. Gotta watch out for but, Nick. Nick. <laughs> Nick Foles. <laughs> He's got that magic around him. He's scaring me. In January is insane. Um, this is kind of the game the Saints should have had last year, though. After we, uh, yeah, I, I don't want to talk about it to the Vikings, but then the Vikings got blown out by the Eagles, and I feel like we were just as good of a team last year. I think you're, yeah, maybe better this year. I don't know. Yeah, um, but still. I mean, oh, your receivers I, though. Mike Thomas has been amazing this season, but the rest, but. That's about it. They're because the Eagles don't have a good secondary. Get back for some deep balls, but he got his Walker on the field. I mean, he's old, but he's fast. <laughs> <laughs> we'll see how that plays out. I mean, you guys should be fine. Um, did you hear what uh, Sean Payton did this week? Yeah, a little inspirational thing. Brought money in the Super Bowl trophy. That's a, that's a baller move. Um, Patriots <laughs> and uh, probably oh. the Chiefs. Oh. Probably eliminating the your char- Chargers. <laughs> I mean, I call, I don't Colin Cowherd. I mean, I like him. He kind of sometimes says absurd things, like about Baker Mayfield. But he was talking about it, and he's saying how you know New England's like ninety-seven and eight or whatever when they score first at home. So we nope. we're going east. Ten o'clock start time. If the Patriots score first, I don't know how we're going to respond. Yeah, Phil Rivers never beat the Patriots, has he? Uh, oh, there's Parker, our official mascot. Um, he's chilling. He's beat the Chargers, or he's beat the Chargers. He's beat the Patriots, but Tom Brady was out. He's never oh, beaten he's Tom never Brady. Beat Brady. Yeah. Yeah. 2008 when he got hurt, Matt Castle. So, and we killed him. It was like 30 to 10. So. I think all the games are going to be good. I would like to see your Chargers move on because you know that'd be so much fun having Saints Chargers. Too. No, it wouldn't. I've actually talked about this with my dad and Miko, our friend Miko. Shout out to Miko. Hey. Um. I would rather if the NFC Championship game was first and the AFC Championship game was primetime and you guys in the Saints won, I would be rooting against the Chargers. <laughs> I would rather you win. You don't want that heartbreak if the Saints beat you. I, I'm willing to risk it. I would rather you win the Super Bowl and, you know, talk your smack, best team in the league, but you can't tell me you guys beat us. And if you're like, oh, well, we won the Super Bowl, I'll just be like, you know what? We just had a bad game any given Sunday. Um, I think what we need to do if they do make the Super Bowl, we need to put like $100 bets. But I need to bet on the Chargers. You need to bet on the Saints. Just hedge your loss. So that way if you do lose, you get a little bit of money. Buy the win. Yeah. I mean, I would rather – I mean, would I rather though? I don't know. I can't deal with the Saints-Chargers. I won't go to the Super Bowl party. I will not be seeing you that day. <laughs> I will be uh, somewhere probably at like, I don't know, a, a Raising Cane's. Oh. Just, Overrated. Just, we can talk about that too if we want. Eating chicken, just nonstop. Just like 20 box combos, <laughs> stress eating, watching the game on ESPN Gamecast. Because I can't handle that. Uh, there's Parker drinking. Um, yeah, figure out something. If the Angels and Dodgers ever played in the World Series, I would not be able to handle that. I don't want that. I don't think it'll ever happen anytime soon. I, I just don't want that. I mean, it would be the crap talking would just be insane. I do think a L.A. Super Bowl would be pretty cool. Get some Rams Chargers going on. 
I think we can beat the Rams. I think we can beat anyone. I think we can beat the Saints. I'm not scared of you guys. Mm. Bro. <laughs> Bro. Yeah, Michael Thomas is good, but you're coming up against a secondary with two All-Pros in a pass rush that's better than the Cowboys. Okay, but your pass rush isn't going to do anything when we run screen games with the best running back duo in possibly the NFL, you know, history of the NFL. That's bold. I don't uh, think you did prior research. Last season, they I believe they set the record for the most scrimmage yards by it. That was last season. Okay, Mark Ingram was injured first. Or not injured. Because uh, he did steroids. Which we won't talk about. <laughs> <laughs> but we got Derwin James, bro. Derwin James will close those gaps, bro. Most athletic safety in the league. It'd be a good game. It'd be a great game. And then Phil Rivers would just be passing on your defense, bro. Mm, just fucking shot putting. Underrated defense. Shot putting everywhere, bro. Yeah, we have really bad pass defense, but it's all right. Kev Jordan be all over that. And we got arguably, no, the Chiefs. We have the second most, I would say we have the second most weapons in the passing game. I would say we have more weapons than the Rams because we got Keenan. Rams also lost their you know, wide receiver. That's another thing people haven't been talking Super about with the Patriots. They're down a wide receiver. You know, their main guy. Oh, Josh Gordon. Yeah. Yeah. Well, they brought him in. He was one of the top guys to go to. Gronk hasn't looked good all season. Yeah. So. They'll they'll do the whole design, like, three drives for Gronk and yeah. throw to him in the end zone and all that. But we got Derwin James. That's the answer to everything. You bring up something on offense, <laughs> all I'm saying is Derwin James. I like it. But, yeah, I mean, that's kind of, like I said, we're just kind of shooting the shit. Um, I want to touch back on the MCU. Uh, I was going to save this for the first episode, but we decided before we're actually going to put some content in this one. We're not entirely sure on our schedule yet. We'll, we'll keep our 33 Twitter followers We are going to try updated. to post one a week. Oh, no, that's for sure. But yeah. we're not sure what, day. what days these are going to fall on. You know, some of our guests, our big guests might have to be our second guest, um, which is fine. You know, we'll still get clout. Um, <laughs> so we're not really too sure. So I was going to talk about this in a future episode, but we wanted to give some content. I texted you this about why the MCU is so great. Not so great, but so successful. And I think... One of the best franchises ever. Well, what other movie franchises like this? you got movies like James Bond, I'm sure, has brought in plenty of money. You have uh, well, Harry Potter. money-wise. Nothing, nothing as far as a consistent multi-million dollar movie. Well, I'm not even talking money. I'm just talking about bringing different... Light, not different licenses, but different movies and it's, it's combining them into one. Yeah, there's never been anything like it done before. I mean, DC's tried it; they failed. They tried doing the was the monster movies with like uh, was that a like Godzilla or something? I know oh. there's another one, the Mummy. They tried doing that with the really? Mummy. Yeah, they were gonna do like a like a monster universe type thing, and it just flopped. So they abandoned it with the first movie. Well, yeah, and I mean. Like that's like if Will Ferrell came out and he's like, "Hey, did you guys want to see Ron Burgundy meet you know what's the guy's names from Step Brothers? The movie's so bad I don't even know their names. Oh, that's a great movie. That's uh, Dale. Dale, and... right? Chip. It's <laughs> not Chip. I can't remember. Chip and Dale. That's what I'm thinking of. <laughs> uh, but that's like if Will Ferrell's like, "Yeah, Ron Burgundy's gonna meet them and he's gonna meet freaking the get get hard guy and I'm Blades of Glory and old school. Like if they just meshed all those movies. I mean." Will Ferrell would have to pull. <laughs> well, what's his name? Not Chris Rock. Uh, what's his name? He played the Nutty Professor, Eddie Murphy. Eddie Murphy. He could do an Eddie Murphy. <laughs> but the MCU, I think. I mean, well, a this has never been done before because it's such a big commitment. You're an actor and you're signing a what a five ten year contract where this is your number one priority and you have to do these movies and yeah, people don't want to do that, you know, even though they pay a lot. 
But it's a huge commitment where, you know, these actors want to work on their own things and they're kind of tied down to this commitment. But yeah. And I, I've, I told you this the other day. I don't think it's, I mean, they definitely have a part, but I don't think it's the superheroes that make this so successful. I mean, obviously it's the, the heroes have a impact. It's more the stories. And I think it's the villains. I mean, you get, for example, you know, you get Spider-Man with Tobey Maguire and the Green Goblin's the main villain in the first one. And like, yeah, cool. You know, I don't, I haven't seen that movie in like 10 years. He kills him, right? He, Green Goblin kills himself. Spoiler alert. <laughs> Spoiler alert to like a 15 year old movie. Uh, and then after that, it's nothing. I mean, they teased the whole, and what's his name was kind of a villain in the third one, right? James Franco? Yeah, he played uh, like his, his son. But still like, oh, hello, Victoria. Hi. How's it going? I don't know if we're going to cut this or not. We'll find out. Maybe we leave it in. Maybe not. Yeah, leave it in. Do you want to say anything? Yeah. Shout out my girlfriend, Victoria. Hello. I don't know if that picked up, but... Here, let me move the mic towards you. I'm so excited. Hello. Oh. That's a... If we ever launch an ASMR podcast, it's going to be hosted by our girlfriends. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh... <laughs> um, but, like, the Green Goblin, that's, like, the biggest... I mean, he might not be the most, like, the strongest Spider-Man villain. Like I said, you know more than I do. But, I think probably Dr. Octopus was their most compelling villain in that series. But what I'm saying is, like, if you ask 100 people on the street who's Spider-Man's biggest enemy, what's it going to be? It's going to be Green Goblin. Venom. It's Anyways. been in a movie, but... <laughs> so, like... Good, good in a movie. They don't have to waste these big villains on solo movies you know we kind of get the smaller villains even though they murdered the mandarin 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 and iron man 3 and you, they have big villains for these like they have big villains for these standalone but it's more like up close and personal you know what i mean and it's kind of more you kind of understand like black panther had good villain you know the spider-man homecoming villain was good and then you have these big villains that are saved for like the movie Thanos, you know what i mean Loki. Yeah, they, I mean Loki recurring. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like he's got his Ultron. Own, it's not just a one-off villain. Their villains have their own storylines to them. The big ones, and where they're these big villains who you know, it's not just we're gonna throw him in here to be the bad guy. And that's what's so important is because, I mean, they have these superheroes have to be someone, yeah. and superhero movies get predictable. You know, like oh, everything's cool, and then the superhero. You know, this villain comes and ruins everything, and the superhero comes back and almost beats him, but loses, and then he's at the bottom, and then he has to work his way back up, and then finally beats him. That's like the <laughs> gotta overcome adversity. That's like the textbook, yeah, superhero movie, and like Marvel didn't have to follow that, and that's why I laughed so hard when everyone was surprised when Thanos like won the yeah. Infinity War. Like, you kind of saw that coming the whole movie. You know what I mean? Like, did you think he was going to get all the gems and then Thor was going to kill him and that was it? Like, they built this thing up just to beat him in two and a half hours? Yeah. So. It's just, I know one of the biggest things, going back to, like, the Mandarin and everything, when the MCU started, their biggest complaint was their villains. Yeah. They had a really big villain issue and no one liked them. They were just bad guys thrown in there. And what yeah. carried them through that was their character stories as far as you know Iron Man Captain America they yeah. these good character stories that people cared about the heroes and now I think it's kind of transferred to where you know Thanos was the main character in it oh yeah War. that was Thanos' movie yeah people loved the villains in that I mean I like Thanos Killmonger I mean Killmonger was amazing in Black Panther you yeah know, arguably some people's favorite character in that movie and like and that's what's carried them to continue the success and like other villains like I like the movie but Ant-Man and the Wasp 2 
or well technically not two but Ant-Man and the Wasp yeah. like the villain was fine you know like it was a good story I but like it was an alright movie I wasn't a fan of it though because of the villain yeah it was just it was like another I watched that movie because I wanted to see the post credit scenes and how it tied into <laughs> Infinity War which is smart for Marvel yeah. you know Ant-Man's a not well-known superhero he's not going to draw a lot so what do you do you put him right after the biggest movie that you've made and you know people are going to see it just to see what happens it's the same thing with captain marvel you know she's not a big name superhero i never knew who she was before this and you know i you know i grew up with my dad and comic books and everything i didn't know who she was yeah but you put it you know post-credit scene in infinity war and now and you build all this hype and you make her you know she's gonna be the strongest one going into endgame yeah and everyone's gonna go see that movie yeah, I mean, just to see, yeah, how it ties into the other movie, even though it's based, it's in the '90s. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. It's just and like, Marvel's made some bad movies, like Fantastic Four movies are I, not I good. Yeah. The Hulk movie, the 2005 Hulk movie. That was really bad. That was a very <laughs> bad movie. Um, Amazing Spider-Man Two was terrible. I didn't see that those ones because I was so upset about Tobey Maguire <laughs> not being Spider-Man anymore. But once they did this MCU where they connected everything and they, you know, brought in these great long character arcs with all this connection and these villains, that's when they really took off. Well, just look at the X-Men movies. The X-Men movies were always more popular. You know what I mean? And, like, it's not the same formula, but it's similar. Well, they had a lot of characters that had stories. Yeah. And that's why it worked for so long. So, will more movies do it? Probably not. I mean, I don't really see how you could do that besides superheroes. Yeah. I mean, maybe if you did, like, you can hear Parker walking. Um, <laughs> I don't know. I don't know what you could do the same thing the MCU is doing. And maybe it's a groundbreaking thing that's never never will be done again. Or maybe it's something where in 50 years, everything's a franchise, you know? Fast and the Furious. They tried doing that for a while, and it's, it's hard. You have yeah. to have all these established stories like comic books already do to build off of. And there's not a lot of things that have that. Well, that might, that might change books. You know, I might change... Yeah. Like, I mean, the Percy Jackson books, I read those. I read the Percy Jackson books, and then I read the first two of, like, the post-series they made. Like, if they would have made those proper movies where they didn't just crowd it into two hours and make it for 12-year-old kids just to make more money for the book, that franchise, dude, that franchise would have been huge. That franchise would have been Harry Potter huge. Yeah, The Hunger Games was huge when it dropped. You know, everyone liked the books, and it had this good story. Yeah. And then it came out, and the first two did really good. I don't think the third and fourth did as well, but... I'm not sure. I liked them. They they, were good movies. They were good movies because they actually did get off the book. But those are, like, storylines. Like, that's what I'm saying is maybe this changes everything where authors are writing Harry Potter and then Fantastic Beasts and then tying them together somehow. I mean... Spin-offs and connected storylines in the same world. It could affect TV shows. It could affect, you know... Well, it already kind of... I mean, DC is... Yeah. MCU has their Netflix shows that they've been canceling, but DC has great shows that are all connected and they do crossover events where they have their characters it's like family guy and simpsons (laughs) dc is honestly they have a better world building with their shows than marvel does yeah as far as they have everything connected and they they do really well marvel just has the movies the big blockbusters that make way more money than tv shows i don't know where dc went wrong like i mean everyone knows where they went wrong but like you have the two most popular superheroes. I mean, maybe you make Spider-Man number two, but Superman and Batman, like, how do you mess that up? You yeah, know what I mean? They have, you know, going off of 
Christian Bale and Christopher Nolan's Dark Knight and all that where it's literally a lot of people consider that the best superhero movie of all time oh yeah with Heath Ledger yeah I mean and then you just turn around and you probably just, better than any Marvel movie honestly yeah I, I mean it's up there it's yeah. one of the best movies I've ever seen and you know they have so much to go with and they just they just don't use it yeah I know <laughs> they use it wrong I feel like we could have wrote the script to Batman vs Superman and it would have been better I mean I really I get in this argument with mostly my girlfriend Riley uh, shout out Riley she talks about <laughs> how terrible the movie is and I'm like Riley don't act like you didn't go to the movies and you at least enjoyed it you know what I mean like in retrospect yeah it was bad they did it poorly but as just a movie itself expectations aside like it was enjoyable yeah they're you know? alright but I'm I didn't like, leave the theater like why did I spend $15 you know yeah, what I mean they're good movies but when they're trying to keep up with Marvel and do what Marvel's doing just yeah. doesn't hold up it was just because it was good before that I really liked what they did with Lex, Luth- Lex Luthor and that whole scene where he blew up like that Capitol building and everything like I thought and how they were trying to make Superman a villain like I thought that was genius but don't build a movie as Batman versus Superman when it's more of kind of like a Superman anti I don't want to say anti-hero movie but and then have them fight for five minutes and then not fight anymore because their moms have the same name <laughs> like our moms have the same name that was something maybe that's that why I we're best like friends they're sitting in like the their meeting room and everything someone was just stoned out of their fucking mind and they're just like what if they connect through their mom's names? I'm like, that's genius. That's deep. And it, it was such a flop. Like, I would have taken... I would have taken they beat the shit out of each other and they still hate each other. But then they have to come together and fight this monster. Like, still hating each other. Like, trying to one-up each other. I would have taken that over their moms with, what, Martha? <laughs> Martha. Yeah. Like, <laughs> And then Justice League was... Bad. Same thing. I tell Riley, like, I enjoy, like, I kind of enjoyed it. Like, I wasn't regretting it, but that one's harder to defend because they build up this that hero. Was worse than Batman Superman. Yeah, they build up this this villain who they can't even touch. You know, he's just destroying all of them. They get Superman back, and then Superman literally just, like, wipes the floor with him. Yeah, like, Superman does everything. I understand that Superman's your strongest, but if you're going to make him that strong, then make it Justice League. The whole movie should have been that. Superman versus Justice League story. Like, that would have been more compelling. <laughs> like, an evil Superman. Yeah. It was... They screwed up. I don't... Because Henry Cavill's not doing it anymore, right? Yeah. And neither's Ben Affleck. Yeah, there's a chance that they're out. They don't even have plans to make another Superman movie. Which is their biggest flagship character. Well, they'll make one eventually, but not... Well, as far as, like, connecting to the storyline yeah. and everything. Because they're supposed to have him in the Shazam movie. There's, like, rumors he's going to make a cameo. Yeah. He's not even doing that anymore. He's completely backed away from his contract and everything, so. We can hear Victoria vaping on the mic. What's up with that? It's okay, though. Really? Yeah, I also heard that. Yeah, these are really nice. This is our professional studio in our kitchen. That you couldn't hear it? Well, I could hear it, but it was like how you're talking now. I wanted you to get up close and personal. I want to hear it. You can hear it after. We're at 50, like, two minutes, Ty. It's getting up there. We've talked about a lot of stuff. Yeah, I don't know (laughs) if you guys like this or not. Um... Anyways, but yeah, that's what we're doing here. This was just supposed to be a preview episode. Uh, I'm better at this than I thought. I like it. I feel like it was good. It flowed, and we're just. I feel like we're just getting more natural and uh, comfortable doing it. I thought I was gonna freeze and like not be able to talk, like be like a. Uh, uh, is it Tyler? What What do you want to say? Hi guys. Uh, hi, my name is Jason. Uh, but no, it was cool. I mean, I don't. We'll see how people like it. You know, we might only get five listens, but that's fine. Yeah, uh, follow us on Twitter. We're at doing with, it for fun. You know, within lines pod. And, uh, you know, talk to us. Tell us what you guys think. Probably going to set up an Instagram. I don't know about Facebook. We probably should set up Facebook, but 
I just don't like Facebook. I don't, I don't use Facebook. Um, Instagram could be helpful. We're going to have a YouTube. we got to set that up. Probably just going to be like within the lines. We'll tweet the links out on our Twitter. Um, yeah, we're going to try and get this on uh, iTunes, Spotify. So we'll have all that stuff on our Twitter page. and If we're smart enough to do that because it yeah. took us an hour to press one button. Ready? I'm going to press the button. Ready? I'm going to press it while I'm talking. Oh, you can't hear us anymore? Oh, yeah. That's Phantom Power. That cutting off? It's because Phantom Power is off. find that button. <laughs> yeah. I thought the microphone was broken. And it's a button by itself. Just nothing next to it. <laughs> um, but, yeah, we'll do our our giveaway. Parker's chewing his toy. That's a good sound effect. Um, <laughs> it's something small. I mean, we might do something more, but I have, like, those Vin Scully commemorative coins. They're... I think I have like five, six of them. You know, they're just collecting dust. I'll probably give, you know, maybe one or two of those away. They sell on eBay for like 50 bucks last I checked, which was like two years ago. If anything, when they first came out. It's cool though, if you're a Dodger fan, you know, we could do something else. You know, if we actually get a little bit of money for this, we could do Amazon gift cards or whatever, you know. Um, Victoria, there's a camera right there I can see you. So you're like trying to hide in the side there. They they can see you. Uh, (laughs) Just thought I'd let you know. I'd love to go get the you're fine yeah so what we'll probably do is uh probably do like if you quote tweet and follow us quote tweet we'll tweet out guess our big guest whether it's our first our second or third you know quote tweet that quote teat quote tweet that with who you think it is and then follow us and then all the people who guessed right you know we'll we'll do like a random yeah we'll choose someone random random generate they make the apps to randomly generate it so I know there's like legal stuff. I'm not legally allowed to do giveaways in the LA Sports Hub Twitter because there's like a lot of legalities. Um, I just want to say not everyone wins. Limit one winner must be 10 years or older. United States, continental United States only. Uh, we'll cover the shipping. <laughs> and it can't be won by anyone we know personally. So sorry to all my friends and my girlfriends. Well, my girlfriend. Oh, oh I hope Riley doesn't oh, listen man. to this. <laughs> I hope Riley doesn't listen to this. Uh, all right, but uh, yeah, yes, we got anything else to say? Um, we will also talk about gaming. <laughs> it's our mascot, bro. Yeah. Oh yeah, gaming. We didn't talk about any gaming, we but we're gaming. up to like fifty-six minutes, so I don't know if we want to keep talking. Yeah, I mean, we'll we'll talk about it when stuff comes out. You know, there will be that. There's a lot of sports, baseball, football stuff, but uh, well, there hasn't been any like. I mean, Red Dead, I didn't play that. Black Ops 4, I've actually had an itch for that, but no one's ever online. Yeah. Getting back into CSGO. Shout out Dan if you're listening to this. We're actually playing iPhone chess right now. He hasn't played in like three hours, though. Um, <laughs> but yeah, we'll see. I got an Elgato, maybe start a YouTube channel. Yeah, maybe you know, we'll do some Twitch streams or something. I'm just branching out. I'm just trying to make money on YouTube, make money on podcasts, make money on my articles. Do you guys I'm, just want to like donate money to us? Oh, yeah. I'll, I'll set out a Patreon. Yeah. No yeah. perks, just t- supporting people. us. Go fund me. Put on your taxes that you donate to a charity. Tyler needs to shave. Go fund me. Yeah, I like homeless. <laughs> <laughs> All right, well, is fun? That it? we need an outro song. Uh, good thing this is the first uh, preview episode. <laughs> Thank you.
Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Place your money line. Or parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. Bet MGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus and present in Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1 800 Gambler in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. Welcome to Prime Video's culture-rated collection. This is the place where black is the main character, where we don't jump through hoops just to hear our voice and can fall in love with illuminating documentaries like Giannis, The Marvelous Journey. I'm just a hard worker that's trying to survive. Enjoy the animated series, The Second Best Hospital in the Galaxy. All doctors report immediately. Where we dive into something new like the latest season of Them, The Scare, and the award-winning American fiction. Welcome home, baby. Or add to the experience by buying or renting the biopic of a legend, Bob Marley, One Love. I want my music to unify people. And add on channels like Paramount Plus and Stars to bask in nostalgia with Beverly Hills Cop. This is the cleanest police car I've ever been in in my life. And BMF. You're about to take over the whole nation. Explore Prime Video's culture-rated collection and enjoy old-school greats and new-school hits. Prime Video. Find your happy place. Restrictions apply. See Amazon.com slash Amazon Prime for details.